This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Ever wonder about the stories of the women around you? We wanted to create an intentional space for women to share the wisdom they have gained through life experiences. Tune in to be in awe of some of the Wonder Woman in our midst. Wondering Woman on ORFM Dunedin. Kia ora and welcome to our next episode of Wondering Women. Today I am here with Cody Ramsey and I am your host Amy Armstrong. This is the first time I've interviewed a woman I haven't met before, so this is kind of fun. I'm going to learn along with you all listening. Um, Cody uh, was recommended to us by a mutual friend and what I know about Cody is she's originally from Wyoming in the U.S., and she currently works as a lecturer in the um, Polytechnic Institute of Sport, Exercise, and Health. So welcome, Cody. Greta, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for um, being brave and saying yes when you didn't know what you were in for. (laughs) That's right. Um, Flying blind here. Yeah, that's cool. That's what we like. The conversation just flows. So do you want to just give us a little bit of history or info about yourself? Um, where you come um, from? And yeah, so like you said, I'm originally, I grew up in uh, the northeast corner of Wyoming in the United States. Um, grew up as a, I guess, a coal miner's daughter. Uh, Gillette is the energy capital of the nation, so we produce more coal um, than any other place in the country and supply energy for um, virtually the entire I guess most of North America, so we're shipped internationally to Mexico and Canada for for energy. But um, wow, yeah. I so I I grew up a very um, I guess <laughs> uh, blue collar kind of area, mm. and um, I was a ranch kid. So we had uh, I guess it's synonymous with farm here mm-hmm. um but uh had sheep and cows and horses and um had a lot of early morning feedings um and it was always a rule that the animals ate before we ate so regardless of what temperature it was and negative 40 is a actual temperature that it reached quite often in wyoming wow. especially in the winter so um is that celsius or fahrenheit uh actually that's where the scales cross, Meat. so it's the same um, same temperature. I was going to say, <laughs> on any scale, that's cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess I was, I didn't dislike my, my upbringing, but I was very curious to have more, and um, I was a good enough student, mm-hmm. and I had scholarships that led me um, to university in Montana. Oh, yeah. And I got a degree, a double degree in health and human performance um, and ended up in Utah uh, pursuing a master's degree and um, was a relatively competitive runner, um, like a long distance. I did half marathons and uh, 10Ks and was was relatively competitive at that um, until I started getting a lot of injuries and I was convinced um, that my shoes were the issue and there wasn't really solid evidence and my coaches couldn't really help me and so I started doing a master's degree researching into footwear 
Oh, wow. And I, I didn't find anything. <laughs> um, so I decided to do a PhD, and uh, I was eager to kind of just keep exploring the world and um, ended up in New Zealand. Hmm. Um, and so I actually did all of my schooling um, from the time I was 19 with a baby. And he's 17 now, so virtually his whole life I've spent in school. Wow. And been pursuing education and now I've kind of gotten to a place where um, I'm I think I'm happy with the amount of qualifications that I have <laughs> I, I I never say never um, yeah. but there's possibility I guess that I could go back for more but I'm oh. pretty happy giving the education now rather yeah. than receiving it um, in a formal setting at least oh, I'm always cool. ready to learn and was your PhD in a similar area of your master's or yeah so I originally because I I'm not a clinician of any sort. Um, mm. I originally applied for to s- kind of stay within the physical education field, um, but because I was so interested in the injury aspect, mm. um, I was persuaded to go into the physio school. Mm. So I had to look up uh, what physio was uh, after I'd been accepted to the school. <laughs> and um, I learned a, a lot about the profession and just different perspectives on on dealing with injury Mm. and um, definitely learned I don't want to be a clinician. Mm. Uh, That's a hard, hard job. Mm. (laughs) I would much rather just be a teacher, I think, and Mm. uh, research is fun, so I continue to do that a little bit. Cool. I love that you just went into it blindly, um, as you said, for this radio show, but even your PhD and just obviously your love for learning and you were just like, great I'll just give it to me and I like how life sometimes throws us opportunities and we um, can just say yes not knowing where it might lead us or not but um, you obviously said you were keen to yeah I've never really felt like I'm a much in the driver's seat um, with Mm. my decisions I I mean I definitely know that if there's something that I want that I can go get it Mm. Um, but I I just like taking opportunities and seeing where they go. Hmm. Um, I guess going back to my first year at university, um, finding out I was pregnant, and I just I kind of decided then that uh, leaving school wasn't going to be an option for me, mm-hmm. and I just I kind of just knuckled down. I think, and I spent a lot of a lot of sleepless nights, um, especially once he was born. Hmm. You know, he was. Um, t- baby that was up every few hours Mm. and I did my studying in the middle of the night and um, I read a lot of textbooks out loud just to I don't know fill the silence Mm. and um, yeah I just I kind of just kept kept going Mm. um, because it's what I wanted Mm. Uh, it wasn't really a a path that um, I felt that I had no choice but I just I just made it for myself that I didn't have a choice to yeah. to quit school and go do something else. Yeah. And, um, it's made me become a really big advocate for education. Yeah. Um, my education has brought me around the world and continues to take me places. So yeah. I present at conferences and um, I get to come talk to people like you about it. And <laughs> um, yeah, so I owe a lot of a lot of my life to sticking with school and yeah. just being a learner and um, I think if I'd have 
been influenced more by social impact or um, expectations that I wouldn't have just gone with what felt right rather yeah. than what I thought other people th- think I should do. <laughs> yeah, but I think it, it like obviously you're a very determined woman, and um, like I appreciate what you say. You're not in your driver's the driver's seat sometimes, and life happens, but. To me, that sounds like you very much were like, okay, life's thrown me some things I wasn't expecting, but I'm going to stay on this path of education. Like something deep in you, you knew that was your path or something. Is um, that, does that sound yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I guess that's, that's maybe not the, the right analogy that I'm not in the driver's seat, but I just, I, yeah, I, I just really liked learning, yeah. I guess. And, cool. And, school just seemed like the, the path of least resistance so I didn't have to work overly hard to keep good grades and I kept scholarships throughout all of my schooling so mm. um, including my PhD was fully funded and that was nice. Yeah that's <laughs> awesome. People obviously saw the value in you to, to put the money and the support behind you which is Thanks. always nice. Yeah. And did you have so like you're raising a baby and studying like did you have lots of support or was it sheer determination and will um, I couldn't I couldn't say that I didn't have any support um I definitely had people around me and I I make friends relatively easily so mm. um and I mean having a really cute kid is helpful <laughs> so um people are always <laughs> happy to babysit and oh. um actually my first semester so he was born in February, which is the start of the second semester of university in the States. Mm. Um, my, I went to a small liberal arts school, and um, my professors were really happy to just let me bring him to class. And so wow. as, a, as a newborn, he slept the whole time, especially in the first few months, which was easy. Um, coming around to finals got a little more exciting uh, at the end of the semester. So about this time, mm. 17 years ago, um, <laughs> he, you know, I, I will admit that in one uh, final, I left him in the carrier out in the hallway knowing that one of my friends was coming to get him. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> um, but like I said, it was a really small school, yeah. and um, we. I, I think that he's still the same kid. I don't think anybody swapped him around. <laughs> I think he's. <laughs> that's awesome. Good story to tell him, too. Like, oh, that's cool. No, I love it. And I'm sure you had to be creative and, and, and just trusting, yeah, that other people would step up. Wow, well done. And, um, and so what brought you to New Zealand was it did you apply Um, for a job or no I it was really looking to get out of the states um you know coming through university I had lots of friends that um went on their their summer holidays and they did internships abroad and Mm. they got to travel and do all these things and meanwhile I was raising a baby Mm. um and so I always kind of had that little itch to go somewhere else um Mm. and yeah, again, I just kind of saw education as a way to, to do that for me. Um, and so I was actually midway through my master's when um, I was enrolled in a course that uh, was taught by a guy that had finished his postdoc at AUT mm-hmm. and had just come back to Utah um, and was teaching us. And I just I got on with him and had a chat with him one day. And 
he just said, hey, you should consider going to New Zealand. They're really good in terms of education. And um, I finished top of my class in my master's school. Mm. And so um, I had good recommendations and credentials coming from that. And um, yeah, I mean, other than like spinning the globe and picking a place, <laughs> I really had no aspirations on going anywhere. Mm. I was just willing to see what was out there. Like mm. I was willing to learn a different language and um, yeah, I didn't have any any preconceived, like these are the things that I need. Um, I just wanted to go. Yeah. And so it just worked out that New Zealand um, was somewhere I could easily get to. Um, and uh, I, I will admit having to learn a new language when I got here, <laughs> I still... I still have to ask some questions sometimes about <laughs> colloquial. <laughs> oh, um, I can so relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was a, a big learning curve for me, yeah. actually. But, um, yeah, I've, I haven't regretted it. And yeah. um, I, I actually get asked quite often now that my son's getting to the age of going to university and yeah. he's quite keen to... Uh, go to the states, go back, and oh, okay. a lot, I get asked a lot if I'm going to go with him. Mm. And I always struggle with that question uh, because I I want to ask other people, like, do you follow your adult children around? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I'm not following him back to the states. Yeah. Um, he can, you know, I spent all these years building his wings. He can fly on his own. I don't need to help him. Mm. Um, but actually, I I just incidentally came up with a response when somebody asked me that once um and i i responded that i've been a kiwi my whole life i just didn't know it till i got here oh wow and and that really relates back to you know my my kind of blue collar roots growing up um i was always just the black sheep of the family and i i never fit in like i never hated anything about my upbringing mm. um i actually credit a lot of my personality and my, I guess, determinedness mm. to um, to my upbringing, um, and I just I just knew that I wasn't like anybody else there. It and wasn't your place. Yeah, and I mean, I don't. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm I'm quite proud of where I'm from, but mm. um, yeah, it's just because I've been a Kiwi my whole life. You but didn't know it. I didn't know till I got here. Wow, that's cool. I've never heard anyone put it like that before, but. Yeah. So, mm. so what year did you arrive? Um, 2015. Okay. So May. Yeah, just a little over seven years ago. Okay. But yeah. you know, just know this is your place. Mm. And did you come straight to Dunedin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I've never lived um, anywhere else in New Zealand, but yeah. um, I can't imagine it. Actually, Dunedin is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was actually just having coffee this morning, talking about um, just the difference between. Uh, beautiful places around the world and um, you know that you have to travel mm. even if it's just within Europe or something you know several hours to get from mm. um, or sometimes days to get from one beautiful beach to a mountaintop or something else and and you have to change countries and currency and languages and we just have everything in New Zealand and then Dunedin almost has it all too yeah. like we've got mountains and hills and flat and beaches and wildlife and yeah Dunedin's awesome it is awesome actually 
I have had, yeah, we, my husband's a Kiwi. I'm originally from the States, but we, and I lived in Auckland for a year and a half and actually loved it and often defend Auckland to South Islanders because it's, <laughs> it's a wonderful city. Yeah, traffic. It's horrible. But I came from Minneapolis, so I understand traffic. But, um, but Dunedin. You should understand negative 40 then also. Yes, I do. <laughs> I definitely do. And I should have known that that's where the, they meet. But it's cold. That's where you can throw the pot of hot water, boiling water, and it, it evaporates literally, in yeah, there. It's, it's, I think, yeah. And, but it's a dry cold, right? I always tell people I've never felt colder than I have in Dunedin. Yeah. Even, and they're like, what? You're from Minnesota. I'm like, it's a totally different ball game. You can't explain it. Like, it's dry. It doesn't go to your bones. But despite that, because, you know, Dunedin's weather isn't world famous for being amazing, but it's it's um, it's the community, it's the lifestyle. Like you say, you can go from the mountains and to the sea, and well, a very a small mountain to the sea in fifteen minutes, practically, if you consider Cargill a mountain. And um, it's yeah, and I'm from Minnesota, where it literally took days to drive to the sea, mm. and and mountains. We didn't have those either. <laughs> But they still don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't grown anything. <laughs> Hasn't changed it. But yeah, I agree. And and we and we arrived there and we immediately loved it, my husband and I. And um a lot of a lot of people get it, but a lot of people don't. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad a lot of people don't, actually. Yeah. That's part of the charm of Dunedin is yeah. that it's not highly populated and Yeah. Um I don't know. When Dunedin's good it's good. Mm. And even when it's not so good, it's still pretty good. Yeah, and you just adapt and yeah. wear different clothes. And mm. yeah. like in most days of the year, I still cycle to work. And yes, yeah, um, I cycled here. Did you? Oh, good <laughs> well, one. Today is beautiful. But. It is. <laughs> we do have some beautiful days. Yeah. But oh, that's cool. And I wondered too, like, because I think of like Wyoming and that sort of area of the states. Mountains obviously don't have the sea, but some similarities to like central otago do you think um yeah there's there's a lot of um utah actually that i look at and i've had pictures um either somebody's shown me or ones that i've taken myself of being in in central and we'll look at it and i can't actually tell the difference whether it was utah or central and um comparing them side by side like there's so there's so much of um especially central otago that reminds me of of wyoming mm. and um especially kind of where i'm from it's pretty plains and mm. they uh you know they dig big holes all over the place to ah, get yeah. the coal out yeah. so um <laughs> uh yeah you know driving out to naseby or something where he pick, mm. go past the the open pit mines is um yeah there's a lot of things that remind me of home here but uh I don't know, like I said, this is home, so yeah. I don't know. That's Maybe, cool. hopefully I go back soon in the next year or so, and and um, I think that my vocabulary and description would be like, oh, this reminds me of home. Yeah. While I'm in Wyoming, referring back to New Zealand. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. I just wanted to touch a bit on the sports side of your life. Um, mm-hmm. So when I, I mean, I grew up playing sports and loving sports. I wasn't elite by any means but I loved it and when I came to New Zealand um, sporting just seemed like on another level like it's they often say um, rugby's the religion of New Zealand and, <laughs> and my husband who's a Kiwi and he's not a rugby playing man it's very unusual and he often feels like he's um, has to defend himself or you know he liked the sailing and surfing side which is also very 
popular here. But um, so, did you find being a more sporty person or involved in sporty circles in the states? Did you find that distinction, or was it all very much similar to you? Um, I I I still find sport in New Zealand very different um, Mm. to the states. It's it's so much more social, and um, even though Mm. there's competitiveness in it i think that and and i shouldn't say social because that actually means something it is it's more of a lifestyle here Mm. than it is in in the states where um there's so much of my friends and and just general people that i know that may have played sports in high school um and then if they didn't get a, a collegiate scholarship they quit and and haven't played sports again and Mm. you know take up some form of punishing exercise in order to (laughs) lose all the weight that they've gained through the you know decades of not playing sport and where in New Zealand you know there's I think there's just a lot more opportunity for for the social aspect of it but Mm. even at competition level that Mm. um you know it's sport is very much a part of people's lives and like the whole way through not just youth not just a segment and um you know i would and to defend the states the money that is supporting sport in the states especially young people um you know paying ways through university and and beyond um i I wish New Zealand had access to that type of money to support because I think that there would be so many people um, that, you know, they, they would be able to continue on with school and, and have just different opportunities. I think Mm. have with sport Mm. being more funded. Yeah. Um, I would really love to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not just the big sports, you know, not just rugby and netball and, um, but I guess the rowings and basketball and um, volleyball and golf and you know all these all these minor sports that yeah. uh, the states have tons of money for yeah. and I guess I know it's more people and and more resources of course but it would just be great to have that here also mm. um, yeah that's really interesting but having said that as a sort of outside the circle sports circle person like New Zealand seems to punch way above its weight in professional sports I was just up over the the weekend uh I went to the Otago Sports Awards um we Otago Polytechnic hosted it and um I I did go away uh talking to one of my colleagues and he was asking what my impression of it is because you know, I sat at a table with a bunch of sports people that um, know all the other sports people, all 400 of them in the room, um, and I know nobody. <laughs> um, but, you know, there was there was Olympians in the room and people with world titles and gold mm. medals, mm. and and this is just a toggle. Like, yeah. it's not even all of New Zealand. Yeah. And that that is what is impressive to me, yeah. that it's like just this tiny little place and, the you know, gets left off of the maps. And yes. <laughs> It's it is, it's amazing here. And so, yeah, of course, like, imagine how amazing we would be if we had the resources yeah, to support yeah. all the talent and athleticism mm. that exists beyond the elite few that actually get the funding. Mm. You know, if we could support so many more, it would be unreal. Yeah, it would be. There's something about that dynamic, though, that I've never quite – 
understood in New Zealand, but I've ex- experienced it where we're so small, but yet I think because we're small, we can network and know each other and support each other in a way that doesn't happen in bigger places. I don't know. It's quite a cool, um, unique dynamic in New Zealand, I've found. Mm. But anyway, we're almost out of time. Oh, okay. This has been really great. But I didn't tell you this. I meant to tell you before we started that we always finish our show with the same question to each guest. Okay. And it's it's around women and how each woman finds uh, what do they do to help themselves flourish. So what is it that um, Cody does mm-hmm. to to yeah give yourself energy in life and. Um. You know, I'd, I'd probably go back to what the kind of theme of all of this has been is hmm. I I just take our opportunities when they present themselves. Hmm. Um, I, I do have a mantra that I've stolen from a friend um, that I've met in New Zealand that um, I probably use at least five times a day. But oh. um, I, I ask myself quite often, what will tomorrow Cody thank today Cody for? Um, cool. And and I do. I think about that. And when, you know, motivation is low or, um, I don't know, I'd rather do something else. You know, I, I do think about, you know, tomorrow, am I going to be happy that I did A or B? Yeah. And so um, I guess I, I, I try to live in the moment as much as possible. Mm. And um, when I have to make decisions on what feels good versus what will make me happy. Uh, I kind of just asked myself, what would tomorrow, Cody, you like I me like to do? <laughs> cool. I like that. Mm. I might borrow that as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, look, I've really enjoyed talking to you and hearing about your life and the opportunities you've, that have presented, but you've taken up and really made something out of. And, um, yeah, thanks for sharing with us today. Um, it's been really enjoyable. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So thanks to all your listener, all your listeners for tuning in. Um, enjoy the rest of your day and tune in next time for our next guest on Wondering Women. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.